All right, what's going on? Happy Friday, TGIF, to everybody in Sharks territory. I'm Aaron James, and welcome to a very casual live stream, late night talk <laughs> from San Jose, California. All right, today is going to be all about the state of the Sharks and, of course, the San Jose Sharks' newest addition to their jersey collection that being the cali finn jersey we're going to talk about the story behind the jersey as well as um some of the feedback around the league we'll also go into some of the details take a close look at um you know the new threads and also uh cover when sharks fans can look forward to seeing los tiburones wear the new latino inspired northern california threads all right Let's start from the beginning. Uh, yesterday was probably the biggest day in Sharks territory since draft day, since opening day at the tank. Um, a lot of fans were eager to see the worst kept secret in the league, that being the San Jose Sharks' latest jersey. Um, it all started with the state of the Sharks at the SAP Center at San Jose, where... Um, San Jose Sharks president Jonathan Becker, general manager Mike Greer, director of player development Todd Marchand, and of course play-by-play -play announcer Dan Rusinowski were hosting the event for Sharks 365 members. That's a Sharks season ticket members. Uh, they had kind of covered, obviously, you know, the state of the Sharks and where they are at this far, you know, so far in the season. They also took some fan questions. So I'd like to kind of just go into quickly kind of cover some key um, notes of that meeting that kind of stood out to me. Um, first and foremost, it was really fun last night on X, formerly known as Twitter, seeing the Sharks thread be turned into a freaking transcript. I think it is safe to say that in 2024 and moving forward, we don't need every single sentence of dialogue from post-game, pre-game conferences or video conferences, more than likely, A, a full transcript will be published, or B, the video will be released and Sharks fans can enjoy it. So a lot of Sharks fans were just pretty much on Sharks X, formerly known as Twitter thread, waiting for those third jerseys to drop. However, there were some nuggets and some, uh, some uh, points that were worth um, covering tonight. So let's go into that. Uh, General Manager Mike Greer commented on the Sharks' early schedules this season. And I quote, he said, um, the team was expected to take a step back without Eric Carlson and Timo Meyer, And he liked how the offense has come on of late with Zetterlin and Eklund. And credited Tomas Hurdle for his leadership for stepping up without Lowen Couture being there for most of the year. So if you've checked out um, one of our flagship programs, Shark City and Filtered, you'll know that uh, the Shark City hockey community is anticipating that Tomas Hurdle is being groomed to become the next captain of the San Jose Sharks. He obviously stepped up in the absence of Logan Couture, who is finally back, thank goodness. And by the way, San Jose Sharks are on a three-game winning streak since the return of their captain. Um, but I think it still is one of those uh, storylines that Sharks fans are going to be trying to pay attention to coming 
this March going into the trade deadline. That being, will Lone Couture actually still be a member of the San Jose Sharks? And if he is, will he actually still have the captain's patch on his sweater in 2024-25? Mike Greer also commented on Henry Thrun, the defenseman. And I quote, Henry's pretty good at self-evaluation. That's one of the things that's going to make him a really good player for us. So it seems like overall he's really excited and um, pleased with Henry Thrun's performance. Henry Thrun has been kind of scrutinized, been under the microscope lately from Sharks territory, specifically the fan base. So it's nice to see General Manager Mike Greer give him his vote of confidence. Um, Mike Greer also shared the type of Sharks team that he wants. He said he wants a big, fast, competitive, in-your-face, hard-to-play-against. That's a team I think, as a staff, we kind of envision. We kind of, we are kind of chipping away at that, and we're not there yet, obviously. And then, as far as you know, the farm goes. Shark, uh, Sharks general manager Mike Greer said on the development of junior players, specifically Quentin Musty, that Quentin Musty's been on a tear with ten points in three games. But talking to Musty a week before Todd, as in Todd Mashart, the Sharks, um, excuse me, player development, director of player development, pardon me, I was trying to figure out what the official title was, director of player development, said he had a talk with him, and essentially, um, let me get back to my notes, pardon me, and he gave him a little bit about his play, like, gave it to him a little bit about his play, so anyways, uh, on William Eklund, the prospect that we've all waited to finally go full-time. Finally, his first full-time season with the San Jose Sharks. Mike Greer said that he likes that there's been some games where he's been challenged physically, and he just kind of smiles, doesn't back down, keeps playing his game. And obviously, Sharks fans have been enjoying that all season as well. Uh, William Eklund has been chippy, to say the least, and he hasn't backed down from a challenge, which is outstanding we all remember the first year in the league um early off like he had like less than 10 games with the season his rookie his official rookie year right and um his first year in nhl and you know one of the biggest stories like brent burns kind of sticking up for him and then he was also sent down because of his size which is another uh point that uh general manager mike Greer commented on for uh, commented on for some other prospects we'll get into that in a minute but William Eklund was set down because, you know, they said that they wanted him to get a little bit bigger, be a little bit tougher. And um, it's nice to see that William Eklund has been standing up for himself or in times, you know, for his teammates. So it's nice. We've all seen him give that big cheesy smile when players are coming at him. And, um, you know, it's it's just great. It's just great to see that, um, you know, William Eklund isn't being uh, essentially um carrying away from you know the physicality and the action um so moving on to todd marchant the director of player development's comments he had this to say about philip bystead very responsible player strong excellent shot his development has continued to get better from day one since we started working with him He's a great kid, and we look forward to him coming over the next year as well. Uh, he also said, I look forward to him. Yeah, so my bad. I was about to say the same thing over. That he looks forward to him coming over next year. So Philip Bystead, one of the Sharks prospects that a lot of us have been kind of focusing on 
since <laughs> uh, the team itself has been kind of tough to watch lately. Um, they he we're excited to have him until here in San Jose next season. That's what's up. He also said about Radim Shimmick and Oscar Lindblom, who are veterans playing in the AHL uh, with the Sounds of Barracuda. And I quote, it's pivotal to have good leadership with your young players. You want them to be brought up the right way. Having players with veteran status, knowing what it takes to be able to pass down your young players has value. So moving back along to general manager Mike Greer, he thanked season ticket holders Obviously, the uh, Save the Sharks event was an exclusive event for season ticket holders. And I quote, he said, just really appreciate you guys. Appreciate your support and having you guys stick with us in these kind of downtimes. We feel good about the young guys. And he adds that it won't be long before this building is rocking again. I thought that was a kind of um, peculiar comment because I know it hasn't been consistently rocking, but when the place is filled up, even half field, to be honest with you, it's still a great atmosphere. It still has great energy. And the fans are still, you know, giving Team Till their all. So the building sells out more so when there's giveaways. Let's just be honest, okay? But we get a glimpse of what Sharks hockey in the heart of Sharks territory can be when they have 17,000 plus fans screaming. So Mike Greer anticipates that it will not be too long before that becomes a regular occurrence, 40 plus games in a season. As a matter of fact, he even talked about wanting like, you know, his impression or his expectations in terms of when the Sharks could be truly competitive again and perhaps push for a wild card or playoff spot. And I quote, he said, it's tough to predict a timeline for the rebuild. He says the ping pong balls, he's referring to the draft lottery, could speed things up a little bit. But kind of like he said from day one, I or quote unquote, kind of like I said from day one, I don't want to skip steps and try to speed things up too quickly. So that's fair. That's fair. Um, what does that mean for Sharks fans? <laughs> Buckle up. Strap in because we might have... Uh, <laughs> You know, it might be another year or two with the same results that we've been getting for the last four or five, right? So, obviously, we want to hear, you know, obviously, you know, when you're diehard Sharks fans, you want to see these guys compete and try to get in the Stanley Cup playoffs every single season. But it seems as if, uh, you know, Mike Greer and the staff are keeping a level head and keeping the expectations, um, you know, Real, they're keeping realistic expectations. They're not putting too high of a demand on their players. Although, let's remember, he didn't shy away from demanding more of his players when the Sharks dropped those first 11 games of the season. So I'm not trying to say that he is going to be um, very lenient, you know what I'm saying, on terms of like, you know, the performance and the product on the ice. Just simply put that he's aware of where we are at at the moment. That's what I got from that. Uh, so he's talking about so his comments on the offseason's cap space and I quote we'll have some cap space it's not a situation where we want to go crazy and start spending on 30 year olds and then five years from now we're stuck with a 35 year old making five or six million dollars I thought that right there was a lightweight comment that kind of our comment that kind of lightweight got uh, wood under the radar that's what the Sharks have right now in like Logan Couture um, and he's worth it, right? Come on. 
but that's what they that that's what they have like in market where Vlasic, Couture, um, you know, pick and choose other players that we have, um, on on the um on the main roster that could fit that bill. But I think I think that right there is a strong indication that in about a year or two, if not by the end of this, if not by the beginning of next season, um, you know, the Sharks. We might become one of the more younger teams in the league. Um, if we don't want a bunch of 30, 30 year olds, um, or 30, you know, having a 35 year old, you know, have a huge chunk of cal- uh, cal- excuse me, salary cap space, then I think that's, t- that's a kind of indication for the veterans on the team, right? Anyway, so it's going to be very interesting to see uh, what kind of moves he does, if any, during the trade deadline. And, if he does actually extend uh, an offer to some of the contracts that are expiring this season. So, for example, you know, I'm a big fan of Anthony Duclair. And I know there's a lot of fans in the Shark City hockey community that do want to see Duclair stay in San Jose a little bit longer. I believe there are some comments at the beginning of the season and maybe more, more recently that Mike Greer made about perhaps extending him or keeping him here. But, you know, when you have comments like this that you don't want a bunch of, you know, um, players in their mid-30s with multi-million dollar contracts, uh, who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe we're going to have another micro masterclass in March. All right, moving on. Um, so fan Q&A. There are some Sharks fans that asked um, Mike Greer or rather shared some disappointment that this year's first round draft pick will smith went back to play in college instead of turning pro and i quote like patrick marlowe did when he was 18 years old mike Greer said that marlowe had the body of a grown man and looked like a 27 year old and that smith still looks physically like a teenager <laughs> that's as real and raw as it gets um he also said that even though will smith is as talented as fantilli and carlson he just isn't with those two physically. So I thought that was kind of a uh, unique. Another uh, fan asked about acquiring a true franchise goaltender, a number one goalie. And Mike Greer said that he feels that the Sharks have two good goalies. But which I thought was pretty dope. I'm going to be honest with you. He said that Blackwood is still young, Mackenzie Blackwood, and has a chance to be legit number one and doesn't rule out keeping him or Kapokakinen uh, past this season. I mean, you have to read in between the lines of that, right? If he's praising Mackenzie Blackwood, saying he has a chance to be a number one, but does that mean that he's going to be a number one goaltender with this squad? You know, he essentially might be marketing him right to anybody that might be interested because Mackenzie Blackwood has been outstanding. And I'll be real with you, just like a lot of other fans in the Shark City hockey community, I do want to see Big Mac extended here. Um, A lot of fans, especially on the New Jersey side, ruled this guy out as like not even like AHL like like material. You know, they 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 said everything about this guy um, that you could possibly say to make it seem like he wasn't even a fringe starter. So the fact that he's came through and, and he's performed the way he has, especially with, you know, with the team that in front of him, that quite frankly is probably let him down more often than not. 
uh, night in and night out. I would love to see McK Mackenzie Blackwood uh, stay in San Jose. And you know what? I'll extend that sentiment to Capo Kakinen as well. Just a couple of nights ago, the guy put up 44 saves on 47 shots. Both of these goaltenders are playing outstanding. And it's been a long time since the San Jose Sharks had a very strong goalie tandem. So it'll be nice to see what happens with these uh, two netminders. Uh, obviously, we'll have more uh, clarification uh, in the next month or so. Because uh, San Jose Sharks, first and foremost, you know, we have three more games remaining in the month of January. And then we're going to have an extended All-Star break. So uh, we'll learn really fast after the all-star break um you know exactly what the direction the team will be with its veterans and its goaltenders all right so we're going to talk about the main you know the main event of last night's state of the shark event and that right there of course is none other than the san jose sharks newest jersey so I want to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to talk about the San Jose Sharks Cali Finn jersey and take a close look at the details and share with you when you can see the Sharks play in these jerseys. So we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. All right, welcome back. I'll be 100 with you. I just really wanted to show you my new Be Right Back sign. <laughs> welcome to Shark City Hockey's late night talk show. We're talking the state of the Sharks, and we're about to talk about the main event of that exclusive Sharks 365 member um, rendezvous, I guess, is for lack of better words, at the SAP Center last night. And that is, of course, the newest jersey in san jose california that being the cali Finn jersey <sighs> first let's talk about the story behind the jersey and then we'll talk about fan reaction and then i'll share my personal reaction okay so the San Jose Sharks, this is per Sharks, uh, SJSharks.com, okay? They are trying to represent a new appearance for the franchise that features several new and unique style elements combined with familiar details from previous looks that have been popular with players and fans alike. That's specifically from SJSharks.com. So the Cali Finn uniform features a black base color, which is highly desired, apparently, right, by um, the main roster and apparently the fans. So let's take a look at that. Here's a look at the full kit. All right. So um, the full kit was on this. It was debuted. It was on display with uh, San Jose Sharks Captain Logan Couture and his teammates Capo Kakinen and Nico Sturm last night. Obviously on this uh, model photo, you have Tomas Hurdle. So he, last night on the ice, the captain Logan Couture 
Kapo Kakinen and Nico Sturm debuted the new look. Um, the Cali Finn uniform, again, it has the black base color. And it uses the Evolve Fin. So now we have an official name for that fin, the Evolve Fin. Perhaps it was official last season when they debuted the Evolve jerseys, right? But um, it's a reimagined, quote-unquote, reimagined modern representation of a symbol popular since the inception of the franchise. So they are speaking specifically about the secondary logo from the heritage jersey the gray fin logo that a lot of sharks fans are still eager to see come back but um the evolve fin is the jersey's primary crest making this and this is from the website the quote-unquote first time in franchise history the iconic shark head does not appear on the jersey crest of course they're pointing out to it being non-reverse retro the first jersey to not have a shark's um iconic shark head on it was last year's reverse retro when the sharks did throw it back to the dallas stars 1976 california golden seals <laughs> anyways moving forward so this is the first and the first time that the sharks have an original jersey that does not feature the iconic shark head okay uh, the uniform features striping pattern consistent with the team's current primary jerseys. They're speaking about the sleeves, the white, the black, and the teal with the wave stitching in between sleeves. Uh, I mean, stripes on the sleeves and on the base by the torso. And um, the whole, the whole like, how do I say this properly? The biggest thing that's different from this Cali Finn jersey, obviously, from the Evolve jerseys, is the additional stripes on the base of the uh, jersey on the torso and on the sleeves so according to the San Jose sharks they are trying to find ways to have a jersey that is meaningful to the larger bay area community in particular honoring the heritage of northern california and one symbol of Hispanic heritage and influence in the region are yarn dyed textiles. So these striping patterns here, which we're going to take another close look at so you can see it, the sleeves. Let's take a look at that. So this striping pattern, okay, is... How do I say this? It's used to produce uh, uh, serapes and other items that have a long history here in and still in california apparel and surf culture so this is a nod to this influence in the community the team incorporated a till yarn diesque pattern on the sleeves and the bottom of the jersey so here you have it and you could see the style and the stitching it does kind of have that you know abolita blankets for all of us who are of hispanic heritage culture it does have that uh Sarah uh, pay um, um, patterning. So let me pull this up on the waist now so we can see the waist. Boom. So there you go. That's at the uh, torso jersey. Same deal. Um, same style. Yarn dyed textiles. So um, again, it's a reimagined popular. Uh, the reimagined popular Northern California shark shoulder patch. Another. Um, 
another throwback in a way so these right here are revised from the 2015 stadium series patch i know a lot of fans feel a certain type of way about this i am going to definitely do my reactions and share fan reactions in a minute i just want to get through this um the whole reason behind it but essentially it's a salute to sharks fans and the supporters throughout the region so um there's been a shark tooth pattern that's been incorporated into the neckline to stand out and give the design a more aggressive look and um if you want to see what those look like you know you could go ahead and follow us on social media but i'm gonna move along quickly here um but the shark tooth pattern on the neckline is supposed to be a nod to the chomp tradition in which the fans um, perform when the sharks are in a power play at the shark tank. Um, so, you know, the uniform does have... Oh, by the way, let's take a look at the socks before we go any further here. There you go. So the socks have the same striping pattern. And we're going to go back. All right. So the um, the uniform incorporates a custom font for numbers and letters that was first introduced. And that was first introduced with the um, primary jerseys last season. So they're talking about this specific style of font, the numbers. And um, the Cali Finn uniform reintroduces past elements to the team's uniform including black helmets, black pants with striping to match the jersey. There you go. Now you can see it. Uh, black gloves and black socks. And again, matching yarn dye-esque pattern. All right, there we go. Let's change up the beats. My apologies here. All right. So last but not least, this is the fifth generation of an alternate or third jersey worn by San Jose Sharks, with the latest being the Stealth, which was worn from 2018 to 2022. All right. So this would be the fourth, or it says it's a, it's a third generation or fifth generation third jersey. It's true. But if I'm not mistaken, this is the fourth black jersey. So you had the black armor, you had the full shark, full-bodied shark, you had the stealth jersey. So yeah, this is the fourth, pardon me. And now Kelly Finn, correct me if I'm wrong in the in the comment section, but um before we go any further, the Kelly Finn jersey will debut at the SAP Center at San Jose on Saturday, February 17th versus the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Sharks will wear this uniform at all home games throughout the month of February and March. So that means a total of 11 games this season. Okay, so it'll be, they'll be wearing them Saturday, February 17th. As I just said previously, they'll debut them that day against the Blue Jackets. And then Monday the 19th against the Vegas Golden Knights. Saturday, February 24th against the Nashville Predators. The 27th against the New Jersey on Tuesday, February 27th against New Jersey, pardon me. Thursday, February 29th against the Anaheim Ducks. 
And then in March, on the 5th against the Dallas Stars, the 7th against the New York Islanders, the 9th against Ottawa Senators, the 21st against the Tampa Bay Lightning, the 23rd against Chicago Blackhawks, and again against the Dallas Stars on March 26th. I'm mentioning the teams that they are um, going to be wearing, that they're playing against, in which they'll be wearing as uniforms in case there's any hockey fans out there in this region or who are traveling you will, you know, to watch your team play at the tank, you'll get to see the South of Sharks in their Kelly Finn uniforms as well. All right. And that right there just about does, does it in terms of, you know, a nod to the Sharks and organization. Now let's talk strictly reactions. All right. So. A lot of South of Sharks fans... Let's start with the positives and we'll do the negatives, all right? I want to keep it fair. I want to be able to represent everyone in the community. And I don't want to um, try to lead you a certain way. You let me know in the comment section exactly how you feel about these jerseys. But I'll share with you all kind of the data that I've collected and what has just been literally 24 hours since they debuted. Okay, so... Um, this data is being collected across Reddit communities, not just the Saudi Sharks, but also hockey jerseys and the NHL, as well as Instagram and X. Okay. So first and foremost, we'll start from the beginning, um, from the very beginning. That being that uh, a lot of fans were jokingly saying that, hey, this is what the season's all about. Now the season's all about this jersey. How many stripes will there be? When will they debut them? Um, other, other fans were saying, um, my bad. Other fans were, were kind of saying like, like it's the, again, the worst kept secret when it came to a debut and really quick, as we talk about the debut, the San Jose Sharks were, had a very choice selection when they did their promo video, just 24 hours prior to the state of the Sharks address, they decided to use, um, Again, I'm just going to say a very choice selection of all the alumni with Patrick Marlowe, Joe Thornton, Devin Setaguchi, all here in this area. Marlowe and Thornton in the house, literally in the building. They went way, way out, way far beyond the freaking sea in the depths of the Pacific to pull out Rafi freaking Torres to be uh, they giving a slight video promo tease to this jersey that's all i'm gonna say all right so leading up to it you know fans were kind of having fun with it and the anticipation was being built the hype definitely was being built that's for sure all right so now let's talk about the positives all right a lot of sharks fans they love that this is a new direction we have a comment racing if they would have put okay i'll get to that in a second all right a lot of sharks fans are saying that they like this direction because they feel like it is kind of like um if you are a new Sharks fan or specifically if you are a younger Sharks fan, like this is now kind of like their time. This is something for like, you know, future generations, so to speak. Um, a lot of Sharks fans, they just love anything that the Sharks will put out. They're going to support the product regardless, right? Let me uh, switch up the beats here so I could think. <laughs> there we go. Um. Some people say that they actually don't mind the striping. I think based off of some of the promotions, like the uh, image that you see 
on your screen at the moment. And if you are listening to the audio version of this, I highly encourage you to check out this video. And um, so a lot of fans thought that the striping was a little subtle, but I think, again, it has to do with the lighting. When you see this in full light, they definitely uh, pop out. So let's take a look at that in full light. So they definitely uh, pop out. Um, overall, I think fans that like them, they like the general direction. They like the new fill. And then I, I mean, personally, if I could put my own little personal positive review and reaction to this, I've always been a fan of the San Jose Sharks black jerseys. I feel like it's very hard to mess that up. With that being said, a lot of people are borderline, and I'm still on the fence when it comes to those additional stripes. All right. But um, a lot of Sharks fans out there are saying that it's it's awesome. I'll go ahead and, and uh, modify that and say it's Jossum. Um, there is definitely a line last night in SAP Center for people who are buying them already. Um, I want to start sharing some of the um, positive reactions from the Instagram now. So the shoulder patches, a lot of people love the shoulder patches. And um, I'm just going to say this one last time to give to just give a positive review. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do this one more time for a positive review. So. Some people are saying because. I'm going to go into this a second. There's a lot of suggestions out there of what they should have used, and I'll show you a, um, a mock-up version of that. But people are saying that, you know, they love that this represents a new era of hockey. And I'm just going to say it one more time. They like the fin. They like the fin. And um, and that they think it's, it's, it's pretty dope to have, like, new main logos. All right? So... That's what I'm going to say for the positive stuff. I mean, there's only so much you can really say positively. Let's get into what you all really know, want to hear. And that's the critiques, right? Like the mid critiques. All right. So <laughs> here we go. Uh, a lot of Sharks fans are not digging the fact that they used the evolved fin as a crest. They felt like it's rather plain um, and that it needs a shark head. Um, I've seen in the hockey jerseys Reddit forum that some people are calling this the Cali plate jersey because they're saying that it looks like a plate. Other fans feel that the evolved fin looks incomplete specifically because of uh, the crest, excuse me, um, the fin looking like there's a gap. Like so you can see that you have the black fin and then you have the wave pattern underneath the fin. And then there's that white striping directly underneath the black fin. And it blends in with the circle of the main crest logo, right? A lot of fans, for some reason or another, just cannot look past that. And they feel like it really throws off the jersey. Again, a lot of people like the simplicity. They like the minimalistic look to it. But there's just some fans that really feel like... It's not a strong main crest, and it needs a shark. Okay. Um, let me move forward. As far as the striping goes, I've heard, which I think is hilarious, and I want to share this with you all one more time. I've heard people refer to the striping on the sleeves 
and on the um, socks. I've heard people refer to these as barcodes. <laughs> like you're scanning a barcode. Okay. Um, I thought that was pretty hilarious, which is why I'm sharing it with you. Uh, again, I'll, I'm just kind of giving a variety of feedback. I'll share my own personal in just a minute here. I just want to represent everybody fairly. Um, another critique that I hear and that has to do with the shoulder patch. All right. So some people don't care for two things. Number one, they don't care for the name Cali, you know, Cali Finn. They think it's a little, um, they feel like it's a miss. All right. Uh, maybe a little too sim simplistic, maybe a little too uh, non-creative. One second here. I'm going to switch the beats. All right. There we go. A little bit something uh, more upbeat while we talk about this. All right, so let me share some uh, let me share some critiques from the um, from X as well, so I can represent everyone here fairly. So again, some fans think this is beautiful. A lot of fans felt like. Um, they don't understand the Northern California Association because the Bay Area is the middle of California, right? So again, the Sharks were trying to um, honor the fan base that does stretch out toward Northern California, like the Sacramento area and, you know, a little bit further up, you know, going toward like Oregon, right? Um, even, even you could even say, you know, get, getting toward like the Lake Tahoe area. Some, again, might consider that the middle of Cali. But for some reason, Cali, Finn, and Northern California just didn't strike fans a certain way. Some fans, not all fans. Another critique that I've seen that I thought is worth mentioning is they find it kind of strange how the logo says Northern California, but the shark fin appears as if it's coming out of the Southern California. Anyways, again... People probably just kind of like, you know, overanalyzing it, probably being a little picky. I get it. But, um, you know, again, I just want to represent it, uh, everybody. So let's talk about one of the most. Now, let's just move on. Okay, let's move on from, you know, the positives and negatives. I want to talk about something that was really surprising. So over the last couple of seasons, San Jose Sharks fans have had an endless debate, and I'm pretty sure it will continue to be endless debate until the San Jose Sharks do return to these uniforms full time. But it seems as if the fan base has been split on. Well, I don't know if necessarily split is the right term. I'll say that maybe those who like the current shark logo, the current primary logo are probably a little bit louder or more active in expressing it but i do see an overwhelming support to bring back the heritage logo over the years i thought that maybe that 
that kind of lost steam and the momentum kind of like you know died off from that but surprisingly enough a lot of san jose sharks fans suggest that the original logo would have looked a lot better on this jersey i was surprised honestly and i'm a big i'm a big supporter of the heritage um the old school inaugural logo i think it's timeless it's classic and like many fans out there i don't understand why the sharks are so determined to kind of like uh stray away from their roots some people will say like oh if you don't change you can't you know like be modern or you can't you know have designs if you keep like sticking with the past but i'm gonna call a cap on that because here in the bay area like you know the football team the 49ers how often did that logo change I mean, you have the saloon font that comes that kind of changed up, but the that SF logo, and I know using football analogy, it might be tough for a hockey team, but I'll apply it to hockey teams too. And I don't want to use these teams, but think of some of the original six teams, right? Like how often does that main logo really change? You can't tell me that this old school inaugural logo doesn't have a place in today's uh, hockey, right? Anyways, so that being said, um a lot of fans are actually calling for this they're calling for this and i'll even go a step further and share that some fans thought that the screaming shark which was the secondary logo a couple of seasons ago um when before the sharks went to the evolve jerseys a lot of uh, fans felt like the screaming shark would have been an excellent opportunity to use on these jerseys and lastly some fans felt that um, maybe it would have been a great time to bring back the full-bodied shark. So, why am I even mentioning all of this? I think that it's apparent that the if there's one true thing I could say that's real apparent, it's that the Cali Finn logo it definitely leaves a lot on the table and it leaves it leaves uh, the fan base with wanting more right so that's all i'm going to go with that that's all i want to say with that now let's talk about my personal take in my opinion all right i want to give them a grade if i had to give this jersey a grade i want to give it a b minus okay they're not amazing they're not jawsome but they're not horrible either okay for me I don't mind the stripes on the sleeves. It's the stripes on the torso that really do it for me. And it's the amount of stripes. I think it's a little overkill to have essentially over 30 freaking uh, <laughs> uh, stripings on the sleeves. And let's take a look at those again. So you can see what I'm, what I'm talking about here. Not bad. So I, I know the design is trying to, you know, maybe um, what's the word I'm trying to capture Latino culture. I understand that, but I think you could have easily done that with like five stripes, maybe even seven stripes. But for so many stripes, um, I think it takes away. It takes away. It's a lot going on and it kind of takes away from the. Um, from what was pretty much, I think, a solid effort. 
Also, I am like one of you fans out there that felt like the um, the Cali Finn does leave a lot to be desired. Um, I would have personally preferred a shark. Um, it's no brainer that this is what it was going to be when the San Jose Sharks revealed that the Evolve Finn was going to be in the center ice logo for the whole season. As a matter of fact, we uh, at Shark City Hockey made a mock-up that was pretty much exactly what you're looking at with the exception of the Northern California patches and the extra stripes. And I thought that that would have been the easier thing, even though I would admit saying if they were to keep it just that way, it would leave a, you know, it would leave fans want a lot more because there are a portion of fan bases out there or the fan base out there that do not want to see another black alternate Jersey for them. They feel like it's just been done too many times. Maybe, maybe push the envelope a little further and try to go, you know, a different direction. I don't know how many different directions to go with, considering that the reverse retro, they use the dorsal gray. And then um, I don't think anyone wants to see an all orange alternate. <laughs> okay. So on that note, that's the other thing I love about this jersey is there's absolutely zero orange, not even subtly hiding in the neckline. And it's the first time that we got some type of legitimate design on that neckline space. Whereas the Evolve jerseys, it's just orange, right? They took away this is Sharks territory and they just put that burnt orange color on the neckline and they hit it there. Like it's like they couldn't get away from it. They had to add orange to, to the color scheme somehow. I'm glad they decided to not do that in this jersey. I'm going to be 100% honest with you on that. Um, the pants, the helmets, and the gloves. Some of us have seen this already with the CUDA. I'll be real with you. Seeing the pants and the helmets. First of all, seeing the pants definitely urges me to want to see them return to Heritage. Even if it's not full-time. Just as a full-time alternate would be dope. I mean, at that point, that's what we're asking for. Because it's pretty obvious that the San Jose Sharks having just adopted the Evolve jerseys last season and now this Cali Finn jersey this season, that they're not going to stay, they're not going to step away from this for a while, right? So if there's, for any of you out there who are hopeful to see Heritage return, um, the only hopes I think we have now is as a full-time alternate, right? Um, but I'm pretty sure in due time, the San Jose Sharks will eventually return to that. Um, some will say, don't let that sacred jersey touch the team in the state that it's at now. I can kind of agree with that. All right, back to Kelly Finn jerseys. Um, <sighs> seeing the black helmet, the black pants, and the black gloves definitely makes fans, including myself, kind of wonder, like, will the Sharks adopt this on the Evolve uh, kits? A lot of fans, that helmet to skate all till is like kind of till overkill so you know seeing the black come back is dope um but i think it kind of um reignites that desire to want to see black incorporated on the main unis if not the away i think the the till pants for the away evolved jerseys and now till helmets i think that works just fine with those white uh jerseys but the home jerseys i think the black helmet and black pants with the with the till i think that'll be that'll be fresh um obviously it's been done before but it is what it is all right we got a comment in the comment section saying 
if I would have put the said that they would have if they would have put the OG Sharks logo on this, it would be fire. Again, a lot of San Jose Sharks fans, to my surprise. Um, and again, it's only been 24 hours, but the early feedback is suggesting that this is it. There are a lot of random accounts trying to, you know, like, and I, when I mean random, I mean random, like accounts that never interact with the Shark City hockey community before, accounts that claim to be fans of other teams, accounts that seem like they were literally created just to, like, muddy the waters, <laughs> popping up out of nowhere and, 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 you know, like going against this, um, you know, uh, these findings and going against the people who, who voice their opinion on this. Um, so I would take that with a grain of salt, but there are genuine Sharks fans out there that do love the Cali Finn. So I think it's really split again. I don't think that this Jersey honestly would have looked good with the primary logo as it is. Um, and I don't think anyone wanted to see the stealth logo either, like uh, pretty much be recycled. Because that's the other thing, really quick, that I kind of feel about the shoulder patches. I like how they're, I, I like them. I don't have a problem with the Northern Cali, uh, the Northern California shoulder patches. But it does kind of feel like they're being recycled. All right, so the shoulder patches feel like they're being recycled. The jerseys itself with the, um, you know, with the sleeves and the socks, supposedly having a Sarah pay, you know, like trying to like um, connect to the his, to the Latino culture. To me, that's a little bit of a stretch. It's kind of a stretch to me as, you know, Latino is specifically Mexican-American. I feel more um, represented when they're doing Los Tiburones, right? <laughs> so, um to have these like extra lines and try to say we're trying to connect that culture i think it's a little bit of a stretch that's just my opinion okay um so overall that's why i give it a b minus because it does leave fans like it it leaves a lot to be desired oops pardon me it leaves a lot to you know um it, it leaves a lot to you know um at least fans wanting more they're not horrible they're not bad but they're definitely not like mind-blowing amazing um Again, I'm not saying that the, the heritage logo is the is the fix to this, but I do know that some Sharks fans do feel that it's kind of basic, that quote unquote evolved fin. So you let me know what you think in the comment section. And I think I just about stretched my opinion as far as I can. Again, I've seen feedback all over saying that they're fire. Um now specifically. Um Let's let's talk about some feedback from outside of our community, outside of sharks threads online, outside of subreddits, shark subreddits. Um, there are people out there that say, you know, they're beautiful, they look clean. Um, again, some say not bad would have been better without the tiny stripes at the bottom. And uh, there's a lot of other people out there that say it's pretty, like, like. Like, no, <laughs> the nastiest of nasties you could think of, right? You know, some people just detest it. You know what I mean? It's not for everybody. But me personally, I think that these are a B minus, which I will say is a better grade. And I think it's the best jersey they produced in the past few years. 
personally, I did not care for either of the reverse retros. Um, I liked the idea of having a dorsal gray jersey for San Jose Sharks, an autonomically correct jersey, right? But I didn't like that they had to go, like, essentially, like, you know, to use the Godfather, like, look what you did to my boy. Like, I did not like what they did with that 98 jersey with the reverse retro. And then you were, everyone in Shark City Hockey uh, community already knows how I feel about last year's reverse retros with, you know, the throwback to the Golden Seals. Um, I'm not a big fan of them, specifically because that history, regardless if they're a barrier team, regardless if our first owner has a tie to them, that history belongs to one of our biggest rivals, the Dallas Stars. They're not so much a rival these days because they're no longer in the Pacific Division since the realignment. But I remember the Dallas Stars being one of the teams that would absolutely crush us during the playoffs. So to me, I felt like when they went back to the, uh, you know, trying to go with Golden Seals and, you know, mock up Sharks jerseys, that would be like the San Francisco 49ers saying, oh, you know, we're throwing it back to the Bay Area and having like a mocked up Raider jersey because they used to be in Oakland. Anyways, that's just my opinion. All right. Um, so again, keeping it back to Cali Finn. I'm digging them. You know, they're not bad. I'll probably more than likely cop one because I, first of all, my favorite color is black. I'll be real with you. Um, and like I said, like, it's really hard to mess up a black jersey. Um, I'm a, I am a fan. This this Evolve Fin did grow on me. I do already have merch with the Evolve Fin at the pad. Um, but I can see why Sharks fans um, did, um, didn't really care for it as a main crest. But I don't think it's so horrible. So with that being said, I think I want to conclude this program. So thank you to everybody who's been watching from top of the hour. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the new format. Yes, it does look like a talk show. Not trying to be news, just trying to be late night talk show because, you know, there's going to be times where we want to get together and talk about some of the things that are going on in Sharks territory and do it in like, you know, a live, you know, um, kickback late night session. Right. So happy Friday. The Sounds of Sharks play tomorrow. They play tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Be sure to be a part of that watch party. We will be live covering the San Jose Sharks, taking on the Buffalo Sabres in San Jose. And it will be our first ever live watch party in which we'll be celebrating one of five Shark City Hockey 5th anniversary celebrations. And we'll be having a giveaway. We'll be giving away some Shark City Hockey merch. You can celebrate with Shark City Hockey. And you get your hands on some free merch by being right there live with us and being a part of the watch party. So, you know, follow us on social media at Shark City Hockey to be on the lookout for details. I'll definitely be sharing it on our IG stories and on uh, X. And um, I'll have more directions on how you could have a chance to win some Shark City Hockey merch in tomorrow's watch party. So until then, you all have a great rest of your friday night and until tomorrow let's go sharks